We are so glad that you have decided to join us today for the Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckhart. On this weekly podcast, which comes out every Wednesday, Annette interviews a member of the Bridge for Peace family. If you would like to learn more about our ministry or help us by becoming a financial partner, visit our website at bridgeforpeace.org. We hope you enjoy the interview and that you are inspired to walk closer to Jesus. Here is Annette. Welcome, I'm Annette Eckhart for Bridge for Peace, bringing healing to the nations through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Here today in our New York studios, I'm so happy to introduce to you a familiar voice. I know that last time that Monica was with us, that it was very inspiring and empowering. And today I welcome you, Monica, Monica Harbs of Friendships in Faith Ministries, Long Island, New York. Thank you, Annette. It's wonderful to be here. I'm super excited to see what God is going to uh, have us talk about today. Right. Well, I'll, I know one of your testimonies that people absolutely have to hear, and that's going to be going back a few years back. I'm going to let you start that. You know the testimony I have in mind, mm -hmm. and I'll let you start that wherever you want, Monica. We are all ears. Wonderful. Well, thank you. It's, it's an honor again to be able to share this uh, amazing testimony of what God did in my life. So in order to kind of give it some um, some you know understanding i have to take you back a little bit further when i was uh just a 10 year old girl i was a 10 year old girl and i had been adopted when i was three but that that mother which now was now my second mother she died when i was 10. my first parents had been killed in a car accident and then the second mother died when i was 10 and i remember that i started exhibiting strange uh, quirks. Uh, I was having almost like seizures. and But I think what really happened spiritually was a spirit of death, also a spirit of, um, of like fear, and just irrational fears came over me. Now I'm 10 years old. What do you do with that as a young child? I kept it inside because I didn't know who to talk to about it. When you're 10, you don't really have any kind of grid to know what is normal, what is not normal. So even though I lived in a very large family, I didn't tell anyone. I just lived with it. And when I, well, I was having panic attacks also. Mm. At nighttime, didn't happen every night, but enough to get my attention and to know that this is strange and I don't know what to do with it, at night I would start to, uh, thought I was going to go to sleep, but instead I felt like I was dying. Mm. So the tool that I used was to say prayers and mm. that would help me to get to sleep. So you knew God, you've been a, in your family. I, would, ha, I had been raised Catholic, mm -hmm. so we went to the uh, church every Sunday mm -hmm. and we observed, you know, the the holidays and the uh, holy days for Catholicism. Mm -hmm. So yes, and I did feel like I had a relationship with him, right. with God, mm -hmm. not yeah. with Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. So I thought he's the only one who can help me. And it's kind of interesting that I didn't really ex share this with any other person except with God. So I now we can fast forward to the crux of this testimony 10 years later. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 14 years later. So you suffered like that for all those years, mm -hmm. Monica, my goodness. I did. 
I was afraid to drive in the snow. I was afraid of the dark. I still would get panic attacks. And I just lived with it. Sometimes mm. we just live with things, and, which in, in hindsight is kind of not smart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think I should have shared that with this with some people, but I did not. So I kept it to myself. So except what happened, I was going to vacuum. Uh, I'm sorry, let me get back just a little bit. I was 24 years old. I was married. I was now expecting my fourth child. I was seven months pregnant. I was standing in our farmyard and I had no shoes on my feet. It was a sun bright sum summer day, so it was hot out. And I had two of my small daughters with me and I was going to use a vacuum cleaner to vacuum something out that needed vacuuming. Un unbeknownst to me, there was a live uh, a short in the wire, uh, the electric wire, the cord that goes to the vacuum cleaner. And when I turned it, um, when I was attempting to change a head on the vacuum cleaner, it grabbed my hands and it flung my head onto the base of the vacuum cleaner. And I began to see fire in my head. And you, when you're getting electrocuted, you can't move, you can't mm. speak, you can't do anything because you're grounded with an electrical volts. And as this was happening, I realized this is not good. This is not going to end well. So actually, so. <laughs> while you're being electrocuted, you're thinking. You're, I was you're thinking. thinking. I was thinking. I'm probably going to meet God, but I knew that that was not the day that I was supposed to meet God. So I cried out to Him, even though maybe I wasn't. My mouth wasn't moving, but I w was saying to Him. I said, God. You cannot let me die. I am pregnant. I have small children that need their mother. And that's what I exactly, that's I remember exactly saying those words or in my head. And was this painful? I mean, you're holding on to this. No, it wasn't painful. It wasn't painful, no. but you couldn't mm -hmm. take your I, hands off of it. Exactly. You can fire in your head mm -hmm. and no pain, but no frozen pain. onto it. Exactly. And then as, uh, you know, maybe that was 30 seconds or so. Amaya, uh, do you think that that was amazing that you didn't feel any pain? <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you just get a, a shock, oh, like a little shock from something and it's like, ouch, you know, a little shock mm. and here you are uh, and you're not even feeling any pain? <laughs> well, I did start to die because I started to leave my body. Yeah. I, I, I know that I started to leave, I was going up and I'm like 10 feet up and to the into the space, you know, up, yeah. the, up, and with that, all of a sudden, then I could lift my head up. the The fire in my head stopped. There was a girl that happened to come uh, that day, and she saw that I was getting just electrocuted. She just happened. Mm -hmm. and yes, <laughs> you know, it was. Uh, she saw God you getting electrocuted. She did. She said that was the worst uh, oh, thing that she's goodness. ever observed in her life. And so she unplugged the plug. I was able to lift my head up. And then I immediately started to say my phone number, my name, because I thought, oh dear, all it's my brains brain. are gone. Right, <laughs> so, right. But and did you feel yourself coming back into your body? You said in the midst of the electrocution, you start to feel your, that, your, your spirit like leaving mm -hmm. your body, but. 
I would say that 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 part happens so fast mm -hmm. that now yeah. I can I can get up and I immediately start thinking, okay, I, we need to call the paramedics to make sure my the baby in utero was right. okay. And so I asked uh, Regina to grab one of my daughters, and I took one of the others, and we took, went to my mother-in-law's house, which she only lived like 150 feet away from there. So after being electrocuted, you're organizing everything that needs to happen next, and you're grabbing your daughter, and you're going over to make all these things happen that need to happen. Mm -hmm. And with no pain and no... It didn't hurt at that point, but what did end up hurting, well, okay, so let me back up. The paramedics came, I laid on the couch, they came. They uh, had an, an ambulance there within same minutes and went to the hospital. The baby was okay, my heart was okay, and to this day now that son is gonna be turning 40 this year. Wow. So this happened 40 years ago. Wow. And but what the only thing that was really um, painful that uh, for the, a week after that was were the bottoms of my feet. feet I got some burn, yeah, burn on that. But um, but here's the beautiful thing of this story of why I'm sharing this story with those that are listening, is that <clears throat> a couple things from this story was number one, I was afraid of death. I was afraid of dying. And f for whatever reason, I do believe it was the enemy trying to take me out, but God used this in his sovereignty, and I don't know how he does these things, but he does. He delivered me from the f fear of death, of also being afraid of driving in the snow, uh, irrational fears that I could not understand why I had, but I did. And I do believe, like I had spoken earlier, that after having a couple major people in my life die, somehow a spirit of death got into me. I don't understand it, but these things do happen because yes. I've lived through it. And, but God and his love and his mercy delivered me from all of those fears, which he says he will. And Psalm, in the Psalms, he's constantly, uh, well, David was talking about that also. And so I was delivered of the spirit of fear and and here we are. And the baby, you didn't tell us. You told you have the son, he's 40 years old, but what did mm -hmm. they say when they examined the baby in the womb? That he That he was fine. And, and actually, he's kind of funny. Um, so this particular son, he had a fascination with fire. Oh. <laughs> like, he's a very adventurous <laughs> one, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's amazing, really, that you didn't give birth right then. That's true. You know? Yeah, that this happened in July, and he was born in September. Yeah, that was amazing. The many amazing facets to that story, Monica. Yeah. So many of them. Really, we just thank God. So, you know, we don't know when you say you could feel your spirit leaving your body. You know. Like you said, you could feel you were dying. Did you die? And did God resurrect you? I mean, there's so many mysteries mm -hmm. in the middle of the story. You know, I, I think it's incredible that you say you had the burns on the bottom of your feet, but I'm, I think it's amazing that's the only place you had burns. Mm -hmm. You know, I've known some people who have been struck by lightning, these kinds of things, mm -hmm. and um, all kinds of, like you say, their minds are 
you know, a little scrambled, some of them, you know, since they had that situation. Um, one woman that we know, they told her she was actually in Australia in the shower and she had her arm bent turning the um, water faucet off and the, uh, the lightning hit that, came down through her arm, went out her elbow. They told her if her arm was straight, she would have hit her heart. And her arm wasn't functioning from the elbow up to the fingertips. She didn't have function of her oh arm in her hand. And thanks be to God, we prayed for her and mm -hmm. function was restored. But she hadn't had any function since she oh had my. that experience. And here mm. you are going through all of that. And then with the baby in the womb and everything, and you're just like, okay, we need to call the paramedics. We need to this, we need to that. You know, um, like I said, other people that we've known hit by uh, lightning. I think the tree was hit by lightning. It came through the roots. They were in the driveway. The gravel went up, oh abraded their legs, and they still have all the marks of of what the gravel did and this lady, her mind is a little not, you know, not what it was from, oh my, yeah, from before she was struck by lightning. So these are like minor things, really, compared to what you went through. Mm. These are minor events, you know, but it's miraculous. Like our God is a God of miracles. Isn't he? Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I want to really encourage you and write to us. You can write to us at bridgeforpeace.org. If you have a situation that you would like prayer for, if you have a story, a testimony to tell, we want to hear your story and we want to interact with you also to bring you encouragement. You know, Monica, last time we were on together, I, because you're a miracle, but your husband's also a miracle. Last time we were on together, we didn't, we touched, you touched on that very briefly, and okay. we went in another direction. Mm. But the miracle couple, we'll say. Uh, tell us a little bit about your husband's miracle. His, uh, in 2015, he was diagnosed uh, by his neurologist with a very serious de debilitating disease. And she said, you should get your affairs in order. You may only have two to three years to live or be in a wheelchair. We are now in seven years later and he's not in a wheelchair, he's still alive. And he walk, he's walking, he's talking, he's doing all the things that people can do. Uh, he is a walking miracle. Yes, um, absolutely. Still, you know, some little chal challenges here and there, but uh, serving the Lord with all his heart, soul, and mind as much as he can. And and it's um, beautiful to see that what the enemy meant for evil, God is using for good. Yes, and for a great testimony. Mm. We were with Ed on a Bridge for Peace mission just a couple of years mm. ago in Guyana, and he has so much wisdom to share and so much compassion mm. for people. And we were actually ministering to 5,000 children in that trip. And he would speak to the children every place that we went and just bring so much encouragement and empowerment mm. to them. And he had told us that he'd just been on a big hike with your son, one of mm. your sons. Uh, yeah. I remember how many out days- Out in Washington, or, yes. You know, how yeah. many days they were out hiking <laughs> or what they were doing, but you know, we can hear that story and say, okay, so we had this terrible diagnosis or prognosis, 
and now he's just fine. But there's a lot more to that story, isn't there? I mean, now he's mm -hmm. going on, but he's a perseverer. I mean, he hangs on to the word of God. He invests himself. Would you talk about some of the investments? So when someone gets that kind of a diagnosis, that kind of prognosis, we have choices to make at mm -hmm. that point, mm -hmm. don't we? Mm -hmm. Yes. What kind of choices did you and your husband make that we're seeing the fruit of them these years later? I remember vividly that one day we were sitting together and he said, Monica, what should we do? This was after we had heard the diagnosis. And I said, let's go and meet with people that are <clears throat> men of God and women of God and just see where the Lord takes us. Because I thought that's really where we need to be heading. We weren't going to just sit and sulk and, and get depressed and woe is me kind of attitude because there's no life in that and no food in that. So we intuitively knew that we just needed to go in a different direction and try to get into more into the kingdom of God and his what he was wanting us to do and to be part, get involved with and to and to do with the rest of our lives. Holy Spirit intuition. Amen. That's a better way of putting it. Yes, that's right. So how did that involvement, how did that unfold in your life? What kind of involvement, how did, so that, did that leave you? That journey uh, started in 27, uh, tw I'm sorry, 2016. So we did some schools of ministry with different streams, uh, Christian streams that we have here in our country. And so we were able to glean and listen to amazing teachers teaching on hearing the voice of God, um, deliverance, um, prophecy, uh, inner healing, because these are big topics that we should all try to learn more yes. about so that we can really become the men and women of God that God is calling us to do. And the, and the boys and girls, yes. it's not limited to age at all. And so that thrust us into uh, missions. So our first missions trip was to Rwanda. And then we did, um, we were in India, Bangalore, India for about a month. And then we were in Germany, uh, in uh, East Germany, uh, Berlin, uh, in particular, for about a month. And it was uh, truly a wonderful experience. And I'm so thankful that we did those trips when we did, yes. um, because I don't know if we'll be doing any in the near future. Mm -hmm. you, only God knows right. that. But at least we have that, um, those experiences that I feel are just tremendous. You can't yes. read about that in a book. You have to have to actually walk through these experiences and really it gives you a real faith in God and right. absolutely Monica, thank you. That it's uh, you make me think walk by faith, not by sight. Ed has his challenges. We see that he's challenged, but he keeps persevering in Christ. Monica, we just have a little time. You know, there, I know there's people listening to your story that say, wow, I need that kind of faith. I need that kind of hope. Would you please pray for those that oh, are listening? Yes, I would love to. So Heavenly Father, you, uh, Jesus said, even if you had the faith of a mustard seed, he can move, we can move mountains. So Father, I pray that each person, each hearer alike, would just know that they have been gifted with a gift of faith. Even though they may think it's small, they can do so much for the kingdom of God, Father. And I just pray a blessing upon each hearer today, now and always that they can really walk in the uh, divine test, I mean, um, divine um, plans, purposes and plans uh, that God had already established when they were in their mother's womb. We pray in your precious name, amen. amen.
Amen. Talk about being in your mother's womb reminds us of your son, mm. whole and adventurous <laughs> in Jesus' name. So we, we thank you, Lord, for the mm -hmm. blessings. You're a miracle working God. If you're listening to this message today and you need a miracle, we're testifying to our miracle working God, Jesus Christ, our bridge for peace. I'm Annette Eckhart today, bringing healing to the nations through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed this inspiring episode of the Bridge for Peace, Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckhart. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of Bridge for Peace, or help us continue publishing these podcasts by becoming a financial partner, please go to our website, bridgeforpeace.org. If you desire to learn more about praying for healing and understanding all that the grace of God provides for you through the shed blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ, check out our Foundation eCourses on our website. Also, if you have any questions, need prayer, or have a story to share, email us at info at bridgeforpeace.org. Please join us every Wednesday for more inspiring interviews with Annette. This is Scott Silverberg for Bridge for Peace founders Ed and Annette Eckert wishing you a blessed day and hoping that you would allow Jesus to become your bridge for peace. Mm -hmm.